what is going on grinders it's chief we're in the building it's take your pick them we're close to the weekend folks it's friday it's july 21st 2023 and we are here hanging out yet again thanks to all you beautiful people for joining us thanks for everyone for coming in uh, from the industry i am elated about this show i'm going to get through the particulars and then we will get to our very special guest you know how this show goes we're going to kick it off with winning words of wisdom and this one is coming from zig ziglar we've had a zig ziglar quote before but this one is a, a little different and i like what he says as he says you can make positive deposits into your own economy every day by reading listening to powerful positive life-changing content and by associating with encouraging and hope building people what's up jeff thanks for joining us this morning you are who you are or you are who you are around and so you know a lot of times it's just really good to surround yourself with uh, with great people with great minds uh, i know early in my dfs career i tried to take in as much content as i could from people that were smarter than me uh, and that's how I was able to get better. We'll go over our quick recap on the month. So far, we are 19, 12, and 1. Oh, man, I got to get another sweep before the month is out. Yesterday, we took Lorenzen more than four and a half strikeouts, took the L there. We had uh, Zach Gallon. We wanted less than one and a half walks. We got that one. And Blake Snell, uh, believe it or not, folks, this, this, was, this prop was a lot closer than it looked. He just didn't get there early on. We wanted more than six strikeouts. Uh, he only finished with four, and that's because he had a terrible first couple of innings. Mike Jank from the Prop Shop, good morning, bro. Thanks for joining us. Folks, without further ado, this is going to be a season-long show. I am going to give out two MLB plays, but I'm not going to have any analysis today. I'm just going to ask you to trust me on these and roll with the punches. Without further ado, our special guest, all the way from Spike Week, the GOAT himself, Eric Bifor, good morning, my brother. How are you doing? I am doing wonderful. I will say, Chief, you know I love you. I don't do a lot of shows at 9.30 in the morning, my time. <laughs> so we're starting a little early. I haven't, had the, I haven't had the coffee yet. I had to get the picks ready last night. Otherwise, you know, the research and everything wouldn't have been done, done this morning. We do evening shows in the best ball world, you know? Yes. You, yes. You're out, you know, it's a different space. You're out here grinding the early morning stuff. So, um, you know, haven't had, haven't had the coffee yet, but I'm excited to, uh, to be here. And obviously the season long, um, NFL stuff is part of kind of my bread and butter. <clears throat> obviously I'm doing best ball focused stuff with, with spike week, but it kind of does lead into right. When you're doing your fantasy football research, you can find some, some spots you think are pretty advantageous in the the prop market and then i think there are quite a few uh that i'm pretty excited about yeah same here man i know Britt and i did one earlier that was in my opinion kind of more of a longer show we, we threw out more things i got real prepared for this one. like not that i wasn't prepared for them don't get me wrong but like i knew we we're only going to have a short amount of time so i said let me get all my ideas like really put together well i even wrote them all down i could have typed them but i wrote them all down <laughs> uh i went old school and that way uh, we can be ready for the people. So, folks, MLB, this is going to be very quick here. Two things I'm going to target today. I'm going to attack. I'm going to keep attacking Minnesota until the Cows come home. Lance Lynn, seven strikeouts. I'm going more than that projection. He's pretty much been around 30% over over 30% the past couple of days. I mean, the past 30 days. And then Johan Oviedo at six strikeouts. 
I know he's had two big games, but that's not who he is. He's still only around, I think, 14, 50% the past 30 days, even with those big performances. Facing the Angels, I know the Angels lineup isn't great, but I don't think that's who Oviedo is. At six strikeouts, we want less than that projection. Lastly, more than seven, Johan Oviedo, less than six. That's your MLB. I'm going to turn it over to the GOAT. I want to see where he goes here. Eric, uh, and, and let me say this too. Me and Eric had the distinct pleasure of hanging out when we were in Tennessee this, this year, so I was pumped about that. Hopefully they bring this thing back around and we can get together in person again and just chop it up a little bit. Where where do you want to start on the board? Like what's what's kind of one of your top targets? And then I'll, I'll hand out one of mine. All right. I got a I got a handful. So we'll 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 stick to your, you know, a, a, the other thing is we get wordy and long on our best ball shows. You know, I don't know how you can draft the team every single day and talk for an hour and a half, but we somehow figure out a way to do it. But we'll try yeah. to it a little bit shorter here today. <clears throat> we'll start with an over. Uh, most of these are going to be unders. But we'll start with uh, we'll start on the over side, and it's maybe a little something that people wouldn't necessarily expect. But I'm going Sam Laporta over three and a half receiving touchdowns. Okay, and so uh, TJ, the dogs are excited for yeah, they're excited. You can hear them in in here. So uh, and also uh, uh, we got the AirPods now. I was talking to people about the AirPods before before the show. So the 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 Lions. Uh, obviously traded TJ Hawkinson yes. last year, brought back a ton of talent on the offense, but Jamison Williams is also suspended for the first six games. Last year, their tight ends, if we include TJ Hawkinson, Brock Wright, these no names, right? These guys are not even like real. These feel like Madden creative players. Yeah. Brock Wright, James Mitchell, and Shane Zilstra. The combination of those four tight ends scored 12 touchdowns Ooh. for the Lions. Jared Goff doesn't doesn't run for touchdowns right? right jamal williams is gone the 20 touchdown Correct. you know the, the the every week one yard touchdown run guy is gone now david montgomery's there but we shouldn't expect them to get a bunch of one yard touchdowns every single week and the tight ends already outproduced that sam laporta was the second tight end drafted in the nfl draft early second round really talented also spoiler alert he's from where i'm from near where i'm from so there's you know that's probably a I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing for him, but three and a half is egregious. It, it, like he it's I think it should be more like it's certainly four and a half, maybe five and a half. I just think the Lions tight ends produce that much. Uh, one more I'm going to throw out because I got way too I, I put way too many. I got excited. OK, we're I, put good. Way too, we're I, put, good. I put way too many down on here, but we're going to go under seven hundred and fifty point five receiving yards for Juju Smith Schuster. Look, okay. I love you. I love Juju. I love the TikToks. I love the dancing. I'm a team Juju guy. Okay. But this is not a great spot <laughs> for Juju now in New England. He goes no. obviously from Pittsburgh to KC, now to New England. They also, it, it's an awkward grouping. He's not really an outside wide receiver, right? He's a slot receiver. Mm -hmm. And so, they have Devontae Parker and Tyquan Thornton and Kendrick Bourne, who I'm not saying any of them are necessarily better than Juju, but they're like outside guys. Then they have Hunter Henry as a tight end, and they brought in Mike Gesicki as a free agent addition, yeah. who seems like it shouldn't matter for Juju, but he's actually the equivalent of a slot receiver. He played, he has basically never played an inline tight end position more than like 20% of snaps. And right. he's a slot receiver. Well, um, let me, let me ask you, let me throw this in there while you got that. Do you think Bill Belichick is going to try to make him block more this season? I sure hope not. I, 
I assume Bill, you know, I'll, I'll give Belichick a lot of credit, but I assume that he knows and he's watched the tape of Mike Kosicki trying to be a blocker Correct. and is like, you know, you know, but I, I will say for the Patriots sake, there weren't a lot of like big name wide receivers that, you know, I know Hopkins just uh, yeah, became available and they, all places, I can't believe it. but the Patriots did go after Hopkins, yeah. but there weren't, there weren't a lot of big name wide receivers. So you can go after a tight end. Who's like, the equivalent of a wide receiver and you don't have to pay him a lot of money. So I don't hate it, but just like for Juju, he's got like an even tough path of getting on the field for a lot of snaps. They're probably going to be run heavy. They're probably going to play these multiple tight ends, right? Gesicki air quotes, tight ends. And he's not going to play on the outs. He's not going to play probably in a lot of two wide receiver sets. Even then, he, he was not amazing on the Chiefs <laughs> last no. year, right? With Patrick no. Mahomes, not a lot of target competition. He had 933 yards, which is fine. In but, that offense, it probably should have been like 1,400. Exactly. If you're the yeah. lead wide receiver for the Chiefs, 933 with an extra game is not is not awesome. And so I, I project him quite a bit under – 750 i wouldn't be surprised if he's really just a role player and a part-time you know you know part-time slot player if they fall behind he'll be out there in the slot or whatever but um he just screams under to me so there there's our first under i like it he's uh he's a locker room presence he's been in the league a little while now you can talk to these young guys just say hey man uh you know handle your business he's he's not going to cause any trouble now that antonio brown's been gone out of his life for 20 (laughs) years so i get it uh, I'm on board with that. I, I'm going to go. I, I'm I'm going quarterback here, and I'm going a little bit. I, I'm going to get a little bit nostalgic because I think the nostalgia does play a part into this. So I'm going Russell Wilson. Oh, Russell Wilson's at he's on my list. I'm terrified if we're going to be on the same side or the opposite side. And 25 yards. I'm going with the over here. I'm okay. gonna, I'm going to tell you why. I said, let me do some some fact checking. I went back and checked the facts on Drew Brees. What if I told you Drew Brees never had a season over 4,000 passing yards in San Diego? The minute he gets to New Orleans, it's pretty much 4,000 every year. And his last two seasons, he didn't play the whole time. He was older. He still had about 3,000 yards. It was around 2,900, both of those. And I said, wait a minute. I started looking like, and Drew Brees was really pushing on, like mid fours, couple seasons at five. And I said, well, as low as people are on Russell Wilson, I got to think coaching is going to put him in a, in, in a situation to succeed. I went back and checked Russ's numbers. He's pretty much hovered around 4,000 yards almost every season. And that was with a coach in Pete Carroll that really wanted to run the ball. Like half of his career in, in Seattle it wasn't let Russ cook. It was let Marshawn Lynch be beast mode and the yep. defense, you guys got to do your job. And so I'm sitting here and I'm saying, well, they're not going to bring in one of the brilliant, most brilliant coaching minds, offensive coaching minds. Let me say that in football and not allow Russell Wilson to get off in Denver. I just don't see any, any reason for him to not pass this because you got to think not only is Russell Wilson's legacy is on the line, Sean Payton's legacy is on the line if he didn't get this right. Like, I know a lot of uh, – I know the anus has kind of been on Russ. Oh, he's got to be better. He's got to be better. Well, listen, if Sean Payton goes into Denver and Russell Wilson stakes, how do you think he's going to feel it, 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 in terms of his coaching legacy? And I know that's, like, outside of the numbers. Bottom line is I don't think Russ is going to fail this season. 
Breeze had 12 seasons under Sean Payton, over 4,000 yards. You don't think Russ is going to be in a situation where he picks it up? I just don't see it. I think Russ is going to blow past his number. I'm I'm going to peg Russ in at between 4450 and 4,500 passing yards this season. That's my prediction. All right, counterpoint on Russell Wilson. Everything you said is 100% true and spot on and I and I totally I totally agree. I think I'm um, I'm excited to see what Sean Payton does with Russell Wilson and Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton and Greg Dulcich, right? And oh, Javante Williams gosh. and there's a lot of talent on this offense. There's a reason why we were excited for everybody was excited, right? They got Russ. We they had Drew Locke and all these losers playing quarterback for multiple years. Oh. All, the oh. whole thing was they have all this Excellent. talent. Yes. Oh, yeah. Paxton Lynch. Right. Can't even do it in the XFL. <laughs> you know, was playing, was playing quarterback. We were waiting for a quarterback. We got Russ. So naturally, we were excited last year. And I mean, it couldn't have spa- it couldn't have failed much more spectacularly than it yeah. did. <clears throat> but we're, we have, re- you know, there's pretty good reason to believe there was a lot of coaching involved in that. Now we get Sean Payton, you know, one of the wizards uh, of NFL coaches. The flip side that uh, makes me like the under on on Russell Wilson passing yards. It's just a, of course, anyone can get hurt. So I don't want to like make that a, a case for the under because like you could say that about anybody, yeah. right? Anyone can get hurt. Um, quarterbacks actually don't get hurt a crazy ton, especially right. Like watch Aaron Rodgers. That guy never gets hit. <laughs> like Tom yeah. Brady, they never get hit because they're smart and older and and you know they don't they don't take hits. But um, the big concern for Russ is a obviously he wasn't great last year, so there's a there's a chance we've seen the best of Russell Wilson with Sean Payton. Now there's a, there's kind of a funky little part of Russell Wilson's contract where they can get out of the Russell Wilson multi-year, like big contract after this season. Now they're, they're still dead money, but it's not as much they're, They basically their one out is after this year and you bring Sean Payton in and he has no he, he didn't trade for Russell Wilson. He right. didn't you know he, we don't know he could love Russ, but also he could say I'm going to rebuild this thing my way and let's get I don't want to be paying Russ 30 something million dollars a year in a couple of years. Yeah. And this is our one chance. I think this is kind of a, an evaluation season for I Sean Payton. That. It's possible and honestly their roster is not as good anymore that they traded, you know, they traded traded Bradley Chubb and they've kind of gotten a little bit worse over the last couple of years and they haven't had picks because of Russ, uh, you know, being their quarterback. It's possible. It's, it's obviously, like I said, you have that injury risk for everyone. So that's a little lazy, but I think there's like real bench risk for Russ down, down the stretch. You know, if he's great or even just like good to above average, I think he'll be fine. But if, if there's like any reason to, you know, they're, they're two and eight, right. You know, it, it, he he could just not play in the second half, even if he's playing okay. And yeah. so you just like compound a bunch of risk uh, for him with the new coaching staff. And um, I kind of lean a little bit under, but but I'm also like kind of excited for him this year. It's one of those weird things, right? Yeah. Where like everything you said is true, and that I am excited to see how he plays with Sean Payton. But there's also like this other weird risk scenario where like i don't know it could be week 13 and Jarrett stidham's playing playing quarterback for the denver broncos yeah and i mean people people seem to have liked stidham on his stop so i i yeah. i get it like i i understand it i got another one for you um this one's this like i said these were like some deep dive ones for me it's justin fields and he's pretty much at 
2,930 and a half pass yards. I'm going with the over. I'm going to, I'm going to explain that one too. So last season, and this is what, so Justin Fields was running all over the place. I mean, just making big splash plays. What people don't know is last season he had 2,242 passing yards with virtually no passing game. Like, like literally a non-existent pass, and he was he still eclipsed twenty two hundred passing yards. Let let me go over some of these names in in the receiving room. Just <laughs> receiver: DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, Nico St. Brown, Dante Pettis, uh, Elder v- Velas Jones, Tyler Scott, and then and in the tight end room, he's got Cole Komet and Robert Tunyon. Now, if you don't think. Justin Fields is going to be throwing the ball way more this season than he did last season. You're crazy. They, they're not going to be a sustainable winning football team with him being Lamar Jackson 3.0. Like, he ran more than Lamar yeah. ran in his MVP season. Like, mm-hmm. that that's not going to be the formula. I caught another clip where they were saying, hey, Justin, we haven't had a 4,000-yard passer in Chicago Bears history. How is this going to work out? He said, oh, he said, he said, they said, do you think you're going to break that break that record. Oh, yeah, I'm going to break it. He said, I'm going to break it this year. So I'm not saying he's throwing for 4,000. What I'm saying is I think there's going to be a committal to passing the football more. You don't bring in DJ Moore, and I even left one off here. You don't bring in Chase Claypool. You don't bring in all of these guys, and then you're going to say, yeah, let's just line them up to block for Justin to run them. No, there's going to be some passing this season. I think Justin Fields is going to blow past 2,930 and a half pass yards. I, I, I'm going to peg him around 3,500. I'm giving him the, the Lamar Jackson treatment. Lamar had that season. His MVP season, I think it was around maybe 3,700, I think, 3,700 passing yards. Yep. Still ran the ball, but had a lot more passing opportunities. I think that's what we see from Justin Fields. And if he's trying to get past 4,000, if he's anywhere close at the end of the season – 3750 with a game left like you got to know he's going to be checking it. That's my read on Justin Fields. I I love Justin Fields. Also to our uh, to you know the the Spike Week and fantasy football and best ball side of things. I'm drafting a lot of a lot of Justin Fields for a lot of the reasons that you said. I won't like kind of reiterate it, but even to add to like some of the people that that you mentioned, they bolstered up the offensive line. Their first yes, round pick, yes, their first their first round yes. pick was an was an offensive tackle, Darnell Wright out of Tennessee. They brought in uh, a free agent veteran guard uh, to add to the offensive line. Everything last year was like the epitome of an anomaly. They had the worst offensive line in the NFL. They had the worst wide receivers in the, in the yeah. NFL. And quite frankly, the running backs were the best. Justin Fields running and David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert running were the only way they could function as like not a laughing stock of, of an offense. And also, spoiler alert, their defense was horrible. They were yeah. bad. They were really, really bad. Roshan Smith, like they just did random stupid. Well, not, I want to say stupid, but they, they were cleaning house to get ready for this, yeah. this, this new era. 100%. It's a new yeah. era. The funny part about Justin Fields is he ran a lot last year. And, I mean, he's an unreal athlete, right? Like 6'5", yeah. 240, runs a 4'4", 440. Like he's a, he's a mutant. But the, the thing about him coming out of Ohio State was actually that he's this crazy, like one of the best athletes we've ever seen at quarterback, but he doesn't run that much. Yeah. That, like th- that was a legitimate thing that people were saying. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, he would run for 300, 400 yards, but like that's that's just like <laughs> you know, he ran for a thousand in the in the in the right. NFL. It tells you how little he was running in college. It was kind of like 
he needs to run more and use those legs, right? He was a pocket passer at Ohio State. But, like, you go back and – well, it's because there was no – he was playing in the Big Ten with yeah. NFL wide – right? He was playing with NFL wide receivers, as we've seen now, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, yeah. et cetera. And there was no pressure. Now we see how good of a runner he is, but he was forced into this insane rushing. I think he naturally wants to be more of a passer, and they have now supported him in the ability to throw. All he has to do to, to, is stay healthy to surpass this number, and it's just like it, – it's easy. They, 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 they did a – remember when the Bills brought in Stefan Diggs? Oh, like, absolutely. Absolutely. Same, it's, yes. It's the yes. same thing. They weren't Josh Allen wasn't quite ready, but they saw he's getting better, right? He's this young, mm-hmm. high upside quarterback. But how do you find out if he can be the guy? You got to give him the weapons yeah, and let him throw. Guys, yeah. And the Bills did it. And now Josh Allen's a top three quarterback in the NFL. And Stefan Diggs is awesome. And DJ Moore is kind of their I'm not saying it's gonna work out that way, but it's kind of their yeah. version of that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I just I think they got enough in the wide receiver and tight end room now, like he's going to have some opportunities to show his arm talent. And that that's really what it is. I mean, I think the opportunity is going to be there. You got anything else? You give one, I give one, and then we will, yep. we will get out of here. I got one more. And this is, you can apply almost to a bunch of players, but the team I am most bullish on, you, you happen to uh, uh, mention the name as a kind of support in uh, for Justin Fields, but is, is the Ravens. I, I don't think you could be more excited about this is this never goes how you want it to. Right. So if, if you want to to fade the the noise, uh, maybe you want to fade the Ravens. But I, I, I cannot come up with a reason to to get less excited about the Ravens offense as a whole. Right. So you bring back Lamar Jackson, yep. former MVP, as you said. Uh, awesome NFL quarterback, really underrated passer, by the way, yep. uh, Lamar Jackson is. Mark Andrews at tight end, one of the best tight ends healthy, in, in the NFL. Rashad Bateman coming back. Yep. Draft Zay Flowers in the first round. Bring Odell Beckham in, right? Now, you, J.K. Dobbins, two years off of his ACL injury, and he's the guy who I'm actually the most excited for, like, in the prop market. But honestly, I, I love the Ravens. Yep. Overs on the Ravens, they're going to throw – because they brought in Todd Monken as their offensive coordinator. And I don't think it's being appropriately valued. They're going to play fat. Everything you hear out of Baltimore is like Monken said, I think it might've been this morning or yesterday or whatever. He said something like, we're going to go back to uh, what Lamar was used to at Louisville. We're going to play spread. Oh, he's going to, he's going to sling it around. We're going to play fast. Right. And all, like everything that you hear is like, we're going to play really fast. We're going to throw. We're going to be dynamic. We're going to be explosive. And the place where there's like no competition and there's one guy who stands out above the rest is in the backfield with J.K. Dobbins. He's one of the best pure rushers in the NFL. He's not quite Nick Chubb, but he's like kind of a little just like a one rung below Nick Chubb. Another he's Ohio really State on- product. Yep. Uh, yeah, exactly. These <laughs> guys just. It's crazy. It's yeah. unbelievable what they just churn out. Yeah, And they didn't bolster the running back room at all. It's him and still Gus Edwards will get a little bit of work. Right. Mm -hmm. And justice Hill is still back as the third guy. Who's going to do nothing. He is, he, he is like, uh, to me should be valued more like some of the really, really high end running backs in the prop market, but he's kind of valued down with the, you know, like Aaron Joneses and stuff of the world. Aaron Jones is way undervalued right now. Like I, I talked about that on the last show, so I didn't want to get into that here. But he's like, that's like my top running back opportunity to have. Like, he's one of my favorites. 
Um, I'm going to give you one last one where I think it's undervalued, and I promise people we're going to get out of here because I know another show is coming up. And that's Miles Sanders. Uh, he's at 915 and a half. That's very high. Uh, well, I don't want to say it's very high. I'm saying that's a little bit higher for him because of his production. But in Philly, man, he just had so many years where he was either hurt or had to split with Boston Scott and all these other guys. And it's like even last season he, he eclipsed 1,000, and he was still in a split split backfield pretty much. I think in Carolina, young quarterback, has been pretty much close to this every year, even when he was splitting. And the injuries, and I think he just had limited opportunities. I think in Carolina he's going to be the guy. I think, and I'm not saying he's going to be like a super workhorse, but I'm saying I think it's I think he gets 60 to 70 percent of the market share in Carolina. I could be wrong, but I, I think that's the way this is trending, especially with the rookie quarterback. I think this is a touch too low uh, for a guy that's going to be going to be the guy out of the backfield. Essentially, you know, I kind of disappoint man. Basically, what he needs is 60 yards a game to get there. He's going to have some games where he eclipses 100. He's going to have some games where he's at 50. But all in all, I think it balances out. Uh, if he doesn't get hurt, he's probably going to be a 1,000-yard rusher easily. Yep, yep. Uh, I, I totally agree. And, I mean, what a way to protect Bryce Young. Gr- grind, yeah. it out, grind it out on the ground. Uh, the smallest quarterback of all time, apparently, uh, of Bryce Young. <laughs> before, before we get out. You're good, bro. Can, can I throw one NBA out there? I oh, know, please. You know, we were talking please. about an NFL show, but – NBA best ball just launched. We just had summer league. I'm like kind of getting back into the, the NBA space. Yeah. You know, you know who it, this, this makes me sick to say out loud, but who's a little overvalued. LeBron. King, King LeBron is a I'm little over, you. is a little overvalued. 27.4 yes. points per game. Bro, listen, get out of my head. I was, I was sitting here staring at my computer yesterday and I'm like, wait a minute. I, I think this is too high. It's way too high. Age. It should be like 25 and a half or something like that. Right. The only way he get, I think he eclipses that is if AD is out for like the year. Correct. And then he just literally takes on the, I got to do everything my, myself mode. And I don't think that's going to happen. Even if nope. AD's out a couple games, I don't think he's going to eclipse it. I, I, bro, keep talking. I'm like, AD's got to miss. So AD missed like 20 something games like in a row in the middle of last season. That's when LeBron went on that scoring binge last. That's why he got, that's why he got to like whatever, uh, almost 28 points per game last year or something. It's because AD was out for a bunch of the season. And, and, and that was also before Reeves stepped up before Rui was there before they re before D'Lo was there. Right now. Delo's back, right? Everybody's back, and they added some guys. Reeves is Reeves is taking another next step. AD is is healthy. LeBron's gotten older. I th- I don't think LeBron wants to score twenty. No. Like if you ask no. him right now, he's like, "That's bad." If I'm scoring twenty eight points per game, that's probably bad for us, right? Yeah. I think he he wants those other guys to be to to step up, and so um, that was like I I couldn't believe what I was seeing. That that one felt like just the, a home run under. Yeah. Well, folks, listen. This has been a season long edition. Of uh, take your pick them. Thanks a bunch. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do my own clap. Listen, this is the goat, folks. Make sure you go over and follow Spike Week. Like these guys, him, Rob, they're just putting out crazy good content all the time. And uh, once again, don't forget the MLB plays. These are gonna count in the official tally. Lance Lynn more than seven strikeouts. Johan Oviedo less than six strikeouts. I'm cheap. This has been take your pick them. Come in with your pockets empty. Leave with your pockets full. Let's get the sweep today. I'll see you on Monday.